With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Terry Layton joins us. He's the superstar from the West. We're racing at Belmont on a Saturday afternoon. G'day, Terry. G'day, Gareth. How are we? What did you make of Amelia's jeweler? I'm fascinated to get your thoughts here. So when you were watching her with your data um, mm. as a three-year-old, and she was doing what she did in a quokka, and she did what she did in a northerly, and then the guineas before that. Are you suggesting in your eyes, and after watching her last night, is she a better sprinter miler, or do you think she can get out to the 2,000 metres of a cox plate? Well, that's the, that's the question, isn't it? I actually um, was talking to Simon Miller and Kelly Kinnanmont uh, about this at the race of a, a couple of uh, weeks ago when they were stirring me up about my tweet from a year ago when I said she's not that good, and that's really, that's really aged extremely yes. well when you chuck a public opinion like that out. Um, but, yeah, he said to me, which way would you go? And I said, I think my big concern about the Cox Plate is they, they tend to be, and I'm not a big Melbourne form analyst, as yeah. you know, Gareth, but they tend to be off the bit and chasing sort of 800, 600, 800, 1,000 metres from home. Can she go forward? Can she sustain that? Is that going to be her go? There's obviously more money in a golden eagle. You know, she'll see the 1,500 will be fine the way she finishes off her races. There's one of my big pet hates when people do form and people commentate on races is they go, oh, geez, look how that horse finished off over 1,200 or 1,400. It's going to be so good over 16 or 18. But the problem is a lot of horses lose their ability to finish off races as sharply when they go up in trip. There's this, there's this long-held belief that if you go up in trip and you're a horse that runs big glass sectionals, you're just going to get better the further you go. That works for some horses, but that's not how it works for the majority of horses. But it, it, it may well work for her. Um, there was this belief that she didn't have any gate speed, and I, I didn't believe that because I remember in the thousand, uh, what do they call it, the thousand classic on opening day at Ascot over the thousand twelve hundred, she sat leaders back or very close to it. Um, yeah. She's shown that she can be versatile in that sense. Um, but I, I think last night's performance has only got to give you confidence that she can probably race closer to them. She can wait for the pressure to go on and she can probably absorb and she can probably win a Cox Plate. So um, I, I'd be very surprised if that's not the way they're going. Yeah, I reckon I reckon it's a situation with her that um, that like you just don't know how good she is in a way because I even watched mm. the close-up last night and she just turns off when she gets to the front. She pricks her ears and says, job's done. And it was one of the great rides, wasn't it, by Damien Lane? Yeah, that, that's what made it fascinating. I went and watched it with a couple of mates. We played golf in the Arvo and then uh, went down for a couple of quiet ones just to watch her. And, um, yeah, when when um, Damien went forward, I thought, this is interesting. I know that the Valley uh, was playing in that particular way. But, uh, yeah, when he went forward, I mean, he was lucky. I won't say lucky, but he was it was... It was handy that um, he was able to get in and sort of get some sort of cover. 
Um, but I don't think it would have mattered if she if she breathed anyway. But uh, it's it's fascinating and it's a great string to have to your bow. There's simply going to be races. If your racing pattern is purely I've got to drop out because I've got no gate speed and yep. win from last. There's going to be races you can't win. It's just you can you can run, you know, 32 last fixes. You can run incredible final splits. But there's going to just be race patterns you can't win. So to have that in her armory, she hasn't drawn a gate yet in Melbourne. No. Um, yeah, watch out. I reckon she's coming no matter where she goes. A couple of questions coming through for you there. Today, Terry, I want to get Terry's thoughts on Fanta and the Blackheart Bart today. Your thoughts there for the Genjemi train galloper? Yeah, it looks a cracking map and set weights and penalties should suit a horse that's near 100 rated now. Um, interesting one. Like, there's no obvious pressure whatsoever. I've got Baby Paris and comes a time from the wide gates coming across. And Baby Paris, from a market point of view, is the one that's over my odds at the moment. But I've marked Fanta a clear favourite. Should lead, should give a kick. And um, I guess by that stage of the day, you know how the, the track's playing. So I'm, I'm about $3 and a rodeo's come out. So I'm probably about 280 Fanta. Yep. Two fifty at the moment. Pickle bet Fanta. Um, River Rubicon four dollars has had some backing, and then we go down to a horse like Baby Paris at at five dollars twenty five, and then Titan Blinders at nine dollars. Um, what are you making favourite today? What do you like, mate? Uh, race number five is the race I'm pretty keen to get involved in with a Dutch play. I, I think I've backed this horse first up at the last few preps. It's been a good thing beaten on each occasion, but. We're going to go again. The price is still there. I think there's enough There's enough in it for me. So in race number five, there's a stack of speeds. Uh, we'll look at backing probably as our main bet in the race. Horse number three, go forward. It's recent trial on a slow tempo against the good horses coming from last uh, was surreal. It should have won first up last prep in the, in the same type of grade, arguably a harder race. Just... It does find bad luck in his races. It needs to find his feet over a thousand. And horses, um, as we were just talking about with Amelia's Jewel, I guess, horses that get back, and especially over the shorter course, they always do need some luck. But um, I think from uh, the inside alley, barrier three, there's good speed. It's all inside in front of him. He should be able to follow the fence up. And if Brad Parham finds a gap, pretty confident he'll win. So I'm $2.90, horse number three, go forward. And I'm $4.50, horse number eight, little silver in that same race. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, you rarely see them come back to the 1,000 metres sort of um, as their career goes on, but he's really fighting Sean McGrady um, first up and in his trial. I think going back to the 1,000 in a high-pressure 1,000 is really suitable here. He can stalk Crypto Queen, sock off, um, and get first look at the judge. And if Go Forward does get held up for a second, or if the track is playing as Belmont is at the moment, where it's very grindy and, and it might say a good four, but... A, a jockey like Clint Johnston Porter came back to us in the mounting yard last week and said it feels like a seven still. Um, it can just be hard to make that ground. So I'm pretty keen to be on a little silver as well. So that's the race I'm really going to target today. Race five, number three, go forward. I'm $2.90 race and horse number eight, little silver on about four fifty. Um, and then we'll have something on race seven, horse number three, Alay. Alay uh, was taken on lock, stock and barrel last start um, by Mount Nash. Sort of actually did really well to um to fight it out and, and, and finish as close uh, as she did. Uh, month between runs is purely a programming thing, so I'm not too worried about that. The major danger is definitely a fine touch, but it was given a gift um, leading midweek last uh, when nothing wanted to go near it. And the money knew. Uh, it's a different story here up in grade wide gate. Uh, it can win with the right run, but um, a lay LA should get uh, yeah, a very nice uh, park in transit. I'm $3.50. I think there's still $5 and upwards available. So happy to get involved there. Beautiful, mate. And you have a tip for the Norma Smith, they tell us. Oh, I just think Joshy Dacos has been forgotten about. Yes. I reckon those sort of unaccountable wingmen go, go all right in this award. Not to... 
Robert Embers is unaccountable or an Isaac Smith type setup. Correct. So I'm going to be, um, and I reckon that the other day Cross has got a bit of redemption on his mind. So I'm going to be dutching the two, Josh and Nick, fives and thirties. Off yeah. we go. But Nick, Nick Rapontis, who works in our digital team and crunches all of the numbers. And we had our podcast, uh, the Giddy Up and the AFL Grand Final, um, an extra um, podcast there for the Putters Club. We, went, we deep dive with Adam White, who's a wonderful judge when it comes to sports betting. And he was all over Europe as well in the Ryder Cup. And they're, what, six mm. sip up at the moment. That was one of the great $2.20 bets of all time. Anyway, um, Josh Dacos, he said. Oh, no, the Pont said Josh Dacos because of what you mentioned. Usually in, when it's a hot day today and say that the shackles open up a little bit and the floodgates open, then the wingers usually get on the end of it. Mm. And Dacos um, could kick a few goals and set up a few more. So, yeah, I like the way that you're thinking there if the Magpies win. Who's your tip? I, I, you know, I said in my, my $100 staking plan, I would play four players. I think mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have $40 the, um, on Cam Rayner. I think he'll, I think he, the way that he played last week, he's just, I think September's going to suit him at the G. Um, I think he can have a big day. I think Bailey as well. He's another small forward midfielder that can get on the end of it. Harris Andrews. With no mixed day, he could just free him up just to be that intercept marker. And he was so good, yeah. especially that first quarter last week for the, for the Lions. And then uh, like a Jared Berry, he loves the MCG, was best on ground clearly when we played Melbourne um, in an elimination final last year. So he's performed on the biggest stage of all at the G in a way. And he, he's got the job done. So he's around $61. So even Coleman off a halfback flank. So I'd rather back some you're, of those. You're clearly with a Brisbane victory, aren't Correct. you? Correct. So I'd rather have a crack at getting a, a, some value in a Norm Smith medal than, say, backing the Lions at 210, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that does make sense. That yep. does make sense. Are you a Lions man? 100% I'm a Lions man. I thought you might yep. have been. Yeah, it just came to me as you were reading all those. Oh, good luck today, Gareth. Yeah, what a day it is for you. Yeah, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's a little bit nerve-wracking because I'd rather work because then you don't have to think about it. And there's one side that you probably, if there was one side that you, you didn't want to, if you, there's one side if you, like, you didn't want to get beat by in a grand final, and it's Collingwood. It's Collingwood. So yeah, it, 100%. It's going to hurt extra. Unless, like, or unless you still lived in Perth, and it'd probably be the Eagles. Yeah, 100%. So it's going to hurt, mm. it's going to hurt, um, Double if you get beat today, but it's going to be a great grand final. And Craig McCray- I reckon it's going. It's going to extra time, Gareth. So I hope so. It's, it's going to be a draw at full time. But yeah, I don't reckon you'll survive. You'll have as much hair as me no, at the end of the game if no, that happens. There's no extra time. We have to wait another week. No, I think I think they've changed it. Don't have quote they? me on that, I but don't... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I used to. I loved the extra. I remember 2010 at the end of the game, and um, we were with a bunch of mates, and, and everyone's a bit flat for a second, and someone screams out. We do it all again next week, and that's just the place erupted because yeah. we've been throwing around. So, but I'm pretty sure it's extra time. But don't quote me on that. I'm all pretty right, sure yeah. it's extra time. I'll chase that up. Is it extra yeah. time yet? Yeah, the boys out the back are saying extra time. I'd love for them yeah. to do what they did in the the soccer World Cup um, and have a penalty goal shootout. No, yes. no, that that's no be... way to decide anything. I don't even oh. like that in soccer. I think they should just play till play till as a goal score. Oh, I don't care if it takes. What was that tennis game that took 15 hours? Yeah. Johnny Isner or someone? Yeah. They just kept. No, I reckon it'll it'll just be, keep going. I reckon it'd be intriguing stuff if we could do that. Anyway, we're running out of time. As always, it's great, great to have a chat, Terry. And enjoy Belmont, and um, yeah, good luck with the footy as well. Yeah, you too. Well, better luck to you. Good yeah, luck. Thanks, Let's brother. Go to the Bridgie Lions. Yes, thanks. See you there's, there's the Jet Terry Layton who just tips winners for fun over there in the West. Let's take the news. Heath Pope to join us straight after this.